I'm Jacob. I've seen Lost seven times. I'm Jack. I've never seen Lost before. Jack's about to watch all of Lost for the first time. Hello and welcome to the Lost Boys podcast with you every step of the way. You've got me, Jacob Stolworthy. And me, Jack Shepherd. We are here because, well, you know why we're here. We have watched it. We have completed season three of Lost with the finale that is titled Through the Looking Glass, which, in other words, is the episode that's considered by some to be one of the greatest episodes of television that has ever been. Jack? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Jacob. Need I say more? Your thoughts, please. It was a very good episode of television, wasn't it, Jacob? It was all right. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I, 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 this has been a big one, big one coming, and I've known it was going to be a big one. Mm. I didn't know why. I didn't know, like, how. And it kind of blew my balls off a bit. Did it? A little bit. It was a real pleasure watching that with you. <laughs> I think we put a tweet out just beforehand, and loads of people replying going, I cannot wait to see Jack's, you know, reaction to this episode, which listeners are about to find out. But watching it with you was an unadulterated joy. And it's an it's something that I... Obviously, when we started this podcast, it seemed like so far down the line that we would be watching and discussing this episode. And we're here now. It's crazy. It is crazy. I mean, so disclaimer... Because there's a there's a quote said at the end of this episode where they go where Jack obviously goes the big line like we need to go back. Now we I'm, have to go back. We have to go back. See, I got it wrong. But <laughs> I knew that line was coming somewhere in the show because it's just so big with everything. Mm. You know, everyone kind of knows. I didn't know when. So, like, it, I thought that was going to happen at like the very end, like in season five or something. Yeah. Because obviously, it's. I presume they were going to be off the island at some stage and that was going to happen. Like, I didn't, I really didn't know the context of this quote. I just knew yeah. that it was going to be said at some stage. Because even, like, the, the tours and stuff, like, everyone calls it, like, we need to go back. Yeah, the Giacchino, we have to go back show recently as well. Like, you yeah. know, it is part of the cultural phenomenon. I, yeah. I kind of stayed away from it. You've mentioned it a few times. I've just kind of, like, ignored it and steered clear and tried to just, <laughs> yeah. just, 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 just not make a big deal of it. Um, yeah. But I, I I saw your shock was, you know, it was it was real. It was big. It, it was, was real. Like... When Kate walked out of those shadows, <laughs> you, it had got you. I saw yeah, the floor. Yeah, it did get me. Fine. Whatever. It's so great, man. Um, need to say I love this episode. I think it's um, masterclass. Um, I can't really say anything more than that, which is really annoying. I want to say so much, but I don't really know how to fit it all in and in what order to do it. So I think we should just dive in all right let's go for it and just like pick out things as and when okay i know you have an excessive amount of notes i've got so many notes i also want to say um jack congratulations on making it this far with me we've got a little drink cheers um cheers to you (laughs) thanks i mean let's let's, let's make this sound really delicious Mm. (coughs) (laughs) <laughs> great a straight shot of mm. Jack Daniels that's what I needed that's what you needed right now we'll check all this Jack Shepard what? 
the Jack Daniels will change its name to Jack Shepard. <laughs> it didn't make sense. That, that was a terrible that joke. That was awful. I don't even understand. Um, He's pissed already. No, I'm just, I'm just in awe of this episode. We, um, it, 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 the, your raw thoughts, but before we dive into the episode, um, are you like floored by the twist? Yeah. 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 Okay. Because let's not go into the twist right now. We'll save that for the end. But are you like desperate to watch it back just to see if there were little clues and stuff? Because I'm telling you there were. Uh, yeah, I can see that there were. Mm. Because even, I mean, through it, you knew there was going to be a twist. You knew something weird was going to be happening. Why? I don't know. There were just things that were off. Mm-hmm. Everything w- was weird slightly. Mm. There was too much mystery for Jack. It was too exciting for Jack. Jack's life. Yeah. yeah it was it was <laughs> No, that's mean. No, I know what you mean, but it is almost like where did this fit in? But they do try they do a good job of making you think like it was after Sarah left him. After the flashback scene in Tale of Two Cities, which is a season three yep. premiere, and between him arriving on the island. And like it wouldn't be out of the ordinary to have started the season with him like going downhill and then his descent fully reached, yep. you know. So I was suckered when I first watched. Yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I was suckered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was. I just. I knew something weird Sucker. was up because otherwise it wouldn't be a finale without something weird being about. You know what I mean? Sure, 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 sure. And the it is great uh, how there's a lot of stuff going on. Like on the island, he's trying to make a phone call, and off the island in the future, he's like desperately trying to make a phone call. I like that. It's kind of circled around. It, it's kind of you know. You like it's that? all connected. It's all connected. Uh, the boys on the beach. So um, this episode starts where the last one left off. Um, and the opening really felt like Lost of Old, like season one, everyone together, trekking off into the jungle. Um, but the shot of them leaving behind Sun, um, sorry, Jin, Said and Bernard, you know, it all, that shot of them looking and then the music changes, it feels very ominous and it feels like change is coming. It all feels like a bit climactic. Yeah. You even you we were like oh someone's gonna die yeah it just felt like we were building to something really big I mean we were and we were and I do feel like God I need to stop talking and sweeping statements like this the show is never the same again after this but um, he says for the fifteenth time no but it's just like <laughs> a marriage of everything and they I feel, I feel like they really put it together with this finale kind of making everything work concurrently together in unison. And it all just fit together so well. Yeah. Like the way that Naomi is like waiting for the signal to flash green on the receiver, which is obviously waiting for Charlie to flip the switch. Um, and then meanwhile, Jack is, they're all waiting for the explosions to go off because they've obviously um, marked the tents uh, with the pregnant woman. The others arrive and the plan seems to be going, uh, you know, smoothly. And then... It's Jin that fails to shoot the diner, his his target. Everyone's watching on. They hear two explosions, but it's meant to be three. So already they're like, shit, this hasn't worked. And it's a real like horrible moment where Jack's like, where Kate's like, it's not worked, Jack. And he's like, we have to move on. They're like, they don't know what's happened, you know? And it's everyone's there. Rose is a bit, you know, antsy with Jack. Everyone's a bit antsy with Jack. They're all just worried, yeah. I mean... Jack's kind of a bastard in this episode a little bit. He's very head for headstrong and just wants to get everyone off the island, right? That's kind of his his thing. But he, even to the point where 
when he has his discussion with Ben mm. and he appears and he's willing to like sacrifice three people to get his way. It's it's pretty bold of Jack. Yeah, I think he's just he's made a promise to people and I think he's thinking maybe about Charlie. He thinks he's worried about Charlie dying. He doesn't want to be be for nothing because he heard that the, the thing was flooded, right? Yeah. Um, he already described it as a suicide mission in the previous episode to Saeed. So in his head, he, he's he's balancing all these plates. He could have just taken the walkie-talkie. He could have he could have just said, "Okay, speak on the walkie-talkie. I'll stop. I'll stop." Yeah. And then Ben goes, "Stop." Whaps it out of his hand and just beaten bit the shit out. Of yeah, him. I feel like there was another way around that. Yeah, but it didn't make it. It wouldn't have made a great scene, would it? No. <laughs> so we leave them all, the boys, back at the. Uh, Back in the tents. Yes, and they get caught. And they get caught, and then you've got Mr. Friendly. Hey, 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 yeah. So, I was going to say at the beginning of this episode, um, I want there's going to be a code word. <laughs> Every time you say it, we should drink. And in my head at the time, I thought code word was going to be friendly. <laughs> and every time you said it, we drunk, and then I was going to decide another code word. So, friendly was that code okay, word. So, great. So, we drink. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> These are all quite common words because I feel like friendly is a very common word for us. Yeah, but I knew Tom was going to come into conversation at some point. I know, that's let's, what I mean. Let's not jump the Tom gun, although rest in peace. RIP. We were sad about that. <laughs> oh, very sad. Almost are... as sad as when Miguel went. Oh, God. You're... It was a bad episode for you and others. I know, no. I am. It was a bad I, one. I am upset. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got, I thought of the other word, by the way, so I'll let you know. Um, so I think, can you please, can you write it down? And then when it comes up, you can sh- at least show me without lying. Because I feel like you just, otherwise you're just going to get me pissed and just be like, oh, that was it. That oh, was you just it. said it. It was it. Oh, very and funny. Um, all right, it's written down. Okay. Um... Let's just have a shout out for Rose. She's not been in the season at all, really, no. until last episode. And she goes ahead and she bloody steals the show when she says to Jack, um, if you say live together, die alone, I'm going to punch you. Uh, when Jack's literally gearing up to just say that, you know, you can just see his brain working. Everyone's waiting for him to say something. He's about to say, live together, die, or something like that. And Rose is like, no, 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 no. You do not get to say that shit when my husband might have died. Um... Oh, Rose, scene stealer. Oh, El Scott called her absolute scene stealer. No one gets left behind. If you say live together, die alone to me, Jack, I'm going to punch you in your face. Fair enough, Rose. Fair enough. I love at the beginning where she says to Bernard, um, if I help you with your SOS sign. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Nice callback. Nice callback. Season two, episode 19, mate. (laughs) I love that. It's amazing. Um, was that the episode with the waterfall? With the waterfall? Yeah, with the the, oh, the, yeah, the background. Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls in the background. Yeah. Oh, that, a long time ago, that now. Yeah. Great episode, though. Yeah, that, yeah. that was a good episode, actually. That was the episode where, at the end, Michael returns. Uh, fun fact. Yeah, I know. Well, I'll tell you what. Someone returns in this episode, don't they? Oh, who? <laughs> oh, at the end. At the end of part one. Yeah. We'll get to that. Um, when they're walking along, uh, there's lots of different... Uh, I mean, there's actually not much character interaction going on bar Jack and Juliet, Sawyer and Kate, Sawyer and Juliet, Jack and Kate. It's just very much this love square going on. 
Um, but it kind of starts with Kate trying to wake wake Sawyer up because he's a bit of a zombie, isn't he? Yeah. Still, after killing Sawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah after killing Sawyer. He starts calling Kate by her real name as well, and she's like more unnerved by that. Than yeah. Anything, which is funny. Um, but then later on, Sawyer's like, mm, when he's like, I'm going to go back. Yeah. Kate's furious. And then what happens? Doesn't Jack tell Kate he loves her? Yeah, just, just after. So ba- before that, Juliet's like, I'll go with him. I know where there's a stash of guns. Yep. I want to do good by everyone. And then she gives Jack a little smooch. Yeah. Juliet is flaring up. I like I like that smooch. And then Jack tells Kate he loves her. Ridiculous. <laughs> Outrageous. Get over it. I had a little flutter. Did you? <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. I don't like them to move on now. Who don't you like? Jack and Kate. But you do like? Sawyer and Kate. Well, you said the name. Oh, what? Sawyer. Sawyer, that is the most Sawyer. broad. Ah. Drink. Yeah, great. Drink. Bollocks. Um, <laughs> I think of another word now, and I think it's going to be... It'll be someone else. be like Benry. No, we got, we got it down there. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, I get flutters when I see that scene where... where, where Kate just says, um, I don't know, you know, why are you sticking up for him? He wouldn't do it for you. And he said, I love you. Kind of doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, okay, weird, whatever. Uh, but Kate's obviously loving it. But it's also like, I like this episode for Jack and Kate because Jack and Kate were the ones who were like there when it all started, like together. Jack, after the crash, needed Kate to stitch him up. They had this little link. And right through this episode where it's very, se- it feels like season one, right down to the music cues, you know? Yeah. There's a piece called Hollywood and Vines, which you would absolutely know when you hear it. That It's just a, such a season one piece of music, but they bring it back here a few times. Right through to the end where, you know, Jack makes the call to the boat and Kate and him share a look. And it's just like, they've been through so much, you know? They've been through so much. I love it. I get chills. <laughs> I like Jack and Kate. Okay? Okay. Okay. You're allowed to. But then you've got Sora and Juliet who walk back to the beach. One of my favourite scenes in the episode. Yeah? Yeah. Wow. In a big episode. What, where they're arguing about whether they should go on or not? Or yeah. that, whether she lies. She lied and then he lied or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's like, he's like, oh, so where are the guns? There are no guns. Like, just like so ah, chill. Yeah. He's like, wee. What? What? <laughs> so he, he wouldn't let us go. He's like, yeah, right. She schooled them. She schooled Jack. Great. She just gets it, doesn't she? Yeah, I like Juliet. Good character, right? Yeah, she's a good character. I mean, she's officially good now, right? Yeah, she's on the side of the good people. Absolutely. I'm trying to think of what the Islanders, but... Yeah, the Islanders. Well, look, there's a lot of house cleaning in this episode. A lot of others are now dead. A lot of others are now dead. Ryan Price dies, who's the the burly guy who wants to kill... Jin side and Bernard, but Tom stops him. Yep. A few nameless others. You get uh, Miguel obviously dies in the episode and uh, Tom. But you also got, get, and this was confirmed by Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse. Remember the sheriff lady? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently she was around. She died. We didn't see it, but Wh- she died. Which sheriff lady? Isabel from the one who marked Juliet. You know the one in the tattoo episode? 
She's like the sheriff. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, Isabel. yeah. Isabel. When did she die? Yeah, we didn't see her, but she dies here. She's one of the ones who gets hit by the tent. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They didn't put her in there, though, did they? No. That is bollocks, that is. What a retcon. <laughs> what a retcon. Screw off. Um, so before that, Juliet, I like it, because Juliet and Sawyer, like, let's not forget, um, they have a bit of a fractured relationship, because Juliet was literally making Sawyer haul rocks with Kate, right? Back mm. at the beginning of season three. Feels like a different season. Come a long way. I know. Um, and he says, what were you getting us, what were you, what were you making us build? And she says, a runway. Oh. For the aliens. <laughs> For the aliens. <laughs> She's funny. She's funny. I don't know what they were building, though. Well, maybe she, maybe it is a runway. Runway for saviors. Someone to come. Could be a runway. Could be. For a helicopter, aeroplane, something. Yeah. Could be. Um, Hurley follows them. Desperate. Desperate to be wanted. I mean, I love Hurley. I know. He's so good in this episode as well. Because he's been rejected by Charlie and Desmond. Gets rejected here again. And then... Yeah, man. Saving the day yeah. comes Hurley Boy. But not only that, like, linking it back to an episode that you might not have liked that much. Which episode is this? The car episode. Oh, with, uh, with Goodman's... Good, what was his name? Roger Workman. Workman, that's the one. Yeah. Ben's dad. Ben's dad. Um, wow. You know, Hurley's great in this episode. He, he plays it really well because, again, Sawyer rebuffs him and Juliet... Sawyer's so rude to him, man. And Juliet's like, mm, okay, sorry, bye. Who's the one who saves the day by driving the car into camp? But Hurley. I was thinking about this last night because he's obviously hero of the week. Hurley? Yeah. Charlie. Hero of week one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Charlie. Charlie, kind of. I still... We'll get on to Charlie. Char- I mean, we'll get on to Charlie. Obviously, but... We'll get on to Charlie. There's something that annoys me a bit about this. What? About Charlie. Why? We'll get on to it. Okay. Oh, man, no. Um. So, Hurley... Yeah, I, I, it, actually, the best Hurley moment comes after he saves a day, and then he's on the walkie, and he's he's like... Come in, others. <laughs> and Jack's like, Hurley? <laughs> no one notices he's gone, bless him. Um, I love that scene where they all, when, when he's wanting to confirm that, you know, Jin's son and, and um, Jin Said and Bernard are alive and son so relieved and Rose is so relieved. It's such a lovely scene. Mm. Um, and I love, you see Sawyer just chugging on warm Dharma beer. After, you know, a hard day at the office. It's a big day at the office. But the, 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 another great moment is when Sawyer, um, you know, let's let's hear it for the real heroes of the week. Saeed's legs. Saeed's legs. Saeed's Completely legs. murdering that guy with his legs. Legs. With his buff legs. I mean, it's incredible. And it, 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 every now and then something happens which reasserts Saeed as the most badass lost character. <laughs> He would. He literally is the the most, the best in the fight. You know. Yeah. Jin is good though. We've seen Jin work his magic with Miguel this season. Yeah, we know. We know. Jin, I mean, Saeed, It's just a bit outrageous. He just. It's like a, and he's gone. The other is dead. And Sawyer, they have that look of. I think Sawyer didn't fully respect Saeed until that moment. <laughs> Taylor, <laughs> you murdered someone. 
with, with his, his legs. legs. <laughs> Come on, if you're going to murder someone who's bad, do it with your legs. Yeah, it's good. It's big. Yeah. And then Tom surrenders and then Sawyer kills someone in not really a great way. Sawyer does, he does a disservice for Tom. You know? Do you think? So do you, I know, okay, look, we do love Friendly here. We're a friendly appreciation club. <laughs> if anything, we're a Mr. Friendly podcast, not a lost podcast. <laughs> if anything. If anything. But all that aside, do you not think he deserved to die? Oh, I don't know. No, because he doesn't kill uh, the three people. So he doesn't sure. kill, you know, Jin and everyone on Ben's command. So obviously he's, there's goodness in him. So he knows that Ben's kind of working, you know, he's questioning his allegiance and all that. Not so much his allegiance, just he's thinking, is Ben really making the right calls right now? Fine. He did take Walt off the raft back in season one. Think about that. It was huge. He 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 let Sawyer die almost die in the water because he got shot. Blew up the raft. They were just you know, Friendly's come a long way since then. He's had he's had a he's had a season. He's had a he's had a few character arcs where he's gone from being that person to being kind of all right. And like also, I imagine he's only he only took Walt because he thought it was best for Walt. I like to think. I think he did it because Ben told him to. Yeah, because he obviously thinks that Ben knows best and that he's a good guy. And now he's questioning that, and I appreciate that. I mean, Ben does just go, Jacob told us to do it. Yeah. It was Jacob. We don't know why they took kids yet, do they? No. Do we ever find that out? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Is there something in the future that will be like, we took kiddies for this? Well, they thought what was special, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, fuck. We haven't had anything on that. Because he was, he did weird shit, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, he appears on the island after whispers sound to tell Locke he has work to do. I forgot about so, Walt. It's not like Walt is not a special boy. I have so many questions. Very special boy. That's what Friendly says. <laughs> friendly. Oh, R.I.P. We miss you, Friendly. But he doesn't, he doesn't kill them. And therefore, he's got to be all right somewhere. He doesn't deserve to die in that way. Well, Sawyer, Sawyer, he he makes it abundantly clear when he shoots him in the stomach that that was for taking Walt off the raft. He had a grudge. Sawyer, he holds a grudge. Yeah. (laughs) Hence the name Sawyer. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Um, So when when Jack and... Before that, um, but let's talk about the scene in detail. Um, When Ben arrives... Arrives and he takes Alex with him, and they come across um, Jack and everyone, or as 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 someone puts it, Moses leading <laughs> yeah. them all. Who said that? Uh, one of them. Yeah. Do you remember which one? Yeah, it was the one of them. I remember which one, but I was testing you. Uh um, I remember the line. What did is you it do? Sawyer? No. So what did you do before Rose. you? No. Who's just arrived on the island? Naomi. Yeah, and that was the name. It's a drink. <laughs> Tricked you, mate. Schooled you. <laughs> Tricked me. Hey, Naomi. Also dies. Oh, yeah. Thank God. Wife in the back. So, <laughs> what did I say during the episode? Snake among the pigeons or something like that. Rat among the pigeons. You, she said, she, you said she's a real rat among the pigeons. And I was like, 
That's really harsh, isn't it? Cats among the pigeons. Sure. But also, it was correct. Well, as in she's a, she's she's not who she says she is. Yeah. Mm. Fair but enough. She's evil. Well, we'll we'll get to all of that. We'll get to all of that. Oh, boy. Um, the Ben and Jack scene is great. Um, Jack and Ben... I think Michael Emerson just brings everyone up. Doesn't he? Yeah, he's good. He's like, just... Matthew Fox is good, but Michael Emerson is another level. Yeah. He's just... I think it's just the conflict in any scene he's in just elevates everything. Mm. Because all of a sudden, you know the moment he's in a scene that everything's going to be tense. Yeah. Everything's going to be... You know, you have to think twice about everything. You can't just trust everything he says. Mm. And it immediately makes it like, ooh, gripping. Gripping television. Yeah. It's great. It is great. It's really good. And that whole scene where they go to one side and, and they sit down on the rocks and then Ben just throws it out there. He says, I've, I've made, I once made the decision that cost the lives of almost however many people in one day. And you're about to make that same. Like, history's about to repeat itself. I, I, it's just so big because something big is obviously happening. Just offshore. <laughs> There's stuff... While we've been with these characters on the island for their 90 days or whatever, however long they've been there, the date at this stage is December 20th on the island. It's so nearly Christmas. It's nearly Christmas. Um, mate, presents are a long way from their mind. <laughs> um, there's obviously some shit that's been going off, uh, going on off the island. And Ben is only just becoming really aware of it all unfolding now. And I believe him when he's preaching to Jack. I just It's just his methods that I don't agree with, obviously. Let people die or whatever. Yeah. But... He's got to understand why Jack wouldn't just want to give him the walkie and just, just like walk away. You know, he's got to understand that. So he needs to give Jack a little bit more, but he doesn't. So he's only got himself to blame when he gets a big old can of whoop ass. I'm getting them all off the island. All of them. Let me ask you something, Jack. Why do you want to leave the island? What is it that you so desperately want to get back to? You have no one. Your father's dead. Your wife left you, moved on with another man. Can you just not wait to get back to the hospital? Get back to fixing things? 20 seconds now. Just get me the phone, Jack. No. 10 seconds. Bring me the phone. No. I'm not bluffing. I won't Five, do it! Four, three. No. Yeah. I mean, he also, I mean, he does the, he tries to kill Saeed and everyone. Yeah. And he does allow that to happen. That's what I mean. Like, he, he's got no, he's very cold when it comes to yeah. that stuff. You know? That's just, I did, I, for a second I thought maybe they'd died. And I thought that would have been huge. I don't think you ever thought that truly. No, it never, we didn't see it. You know, it's, this is a show where they're not dead until you see the body. Yeah. So. But, uh, true. True. I mean, we've not seen Miguel's body yet. <laughs> have we? He could, well, again, yeah. Could be part round two. I mean, he's, he's literally died a few times at this yeah, stage. Yeah, he's, exactly. he's, he's a cat, essentially. Um, but Jack doesn't know that Ben's bluff. Like you know that Jack's yeah. not watching a TV show thinking, "Oh, you know what like." So Jack, and Jack <laughs> in that moment truly believes that he's cost the lives of three people. Yeah, and Jack's but Jack's miserable. Jack's like, but he still lets it happen. This is what I mean. Is like he just part of me. It it wouldn't. I didn't want him to not. I wanted him to say something mm. and be like. No, you're right, Ben. Like, we'll just, we'll find a compromise. Because neither of them compromise in this scene. Mm. And it's, like, Jack should be the bigger man and just try and do something. You know, there's no, 
there's a, at that at that stage when that like there's no rush. It's not like Jack's rushing because the others are coming now, or Ben's rushing because they're going. It's like everyone's kind of in the middle of like a stalemate. We don't need to be so erratic. Mm. We could just take a minute and just talk about it. Mm. Like you know, Ben could explain something. I don't know. You know, everyone could just take a minute, mm. but no one does. They've just, they've just all kind of snapped, haven't they? Everyone's broken, and like Jack. I mean, Jack just wants. He's now keeping Ben alive. He says so. Ben can see the moment that he lost. That he knew he was wrong, oh, and also quite weird. Yeah. It's just really like, um, like Messiah complexy. Yeah, I know you say you really like this is like the part where you start liking Jack a lot and stuff like that. No, no, no. I don't start liking Jack's character, like in terms of oh, I really like him. I just start thinking he's really interesting character. Okay, yeah, I guess he is interesting. I mean? Yeah, I don't like him at all. I don't think. No, I no. It, it's. I'm not. I don't want to go into the reasons why or when I might start liking Jack. I'm not. I refuse to comment on this at this stage. Okay. I mean, in the flashback, <laughs> flash forwards. Forwards. Oh wow. Ooh. Wow. We should just drink to that, really. <laughs> flash bloody forward. I can say it. We have flash forwards in this show <laughs> that take place after the crash. Oh, after they got back to America. Wasn't expecting that so soon. I mean, if ever. Uh, yeah, I guess. I just never thought that would... Anyway, we'll get to the flash forwards. This blew your little mind, didn't it? I think we should do... <sighs> when I first watched this, holy Christ, alive. All right, we'll get we'll get all onto this, but, you know, at this stage, mm. there's still a lot of, like, Jack on the island and pre-island at the moment. It's a bit, still a bit of a dick. Well, he's just trying to be a leader. He's not a very good one. You know, well, he gets theoretically then rescued. Like, you know, like, he makes the call. I know he makes the phone call. phone call gets made, and he's met with severe opposition along the way. He almost dies. I feel like there's just... He could have been more level-headed. At, well, at this bit, he could have been, yeah. for sure. And, you know, even the stuff like the Juliet stuff, where he didn't tell everyone else what was going on. Mm. It was like, what? What? I know there are, there are things... As a as a as I know as a leader, you know yeah. I'm a leader every day, Jacob. Jack. I know you're not, yeah. No, no. but me, I don't now. want to be a leader. To you, you, you're put under scrutiny <laughs> unfairly yeah. sometimes. You have to make decisions without telling your underlings. Yeah, but you're never well liked. You're never well liked. But Jack's like Jack's not an actual. He's not actually like the leader. He hasn't been designated leader. He's not like he was absolutely designated leader by everyone in the first season. Yeah, but now. You know, we've seen Sawyer take leader. No, not in the same way, though. Jack is absolutely that leader. No one wants that role. Jack barely wants it. Jack, yeah, but he should... There should be... There should be a democracy. There should be democracy on this island, and there shouldn't be tyranny. Jack's tyrannical I reign. I disagree that Jack is is a tyrant. <laughs> is, a, is a tyrant. This is... This conversation here comes into play quite a lot in season four, actually. Interestingly. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. You'll see why kind of more at the end of the season four premiere, how that could happen. Um, But the fabric of the show is just forever changed in a big way. And like I was saying to you, like, Jack, enjoy some of this stuff because 
you're not going to see like everyone just chilling on the beach never going to happen again i'm fine with that yeah but like it it is lost of old and it does make you appreciate the episodes like trisha tanaka is dead or like even left behind in this season and just like just hurley and sawyer going on the hunt for the tree frog in in one of them oh yeah like like it makes it when i rewatch them i kind of enjoy those moments because i know they don't last forever yeah like now we're down to the flipping wire. I mean, people have said that. People have said like, "Oh, you know, enjoy the moments where they're all on the beach." And I guess like when the stakes are low. You know? uh, yeah, I have been like, just get on with it. Just get on with it. Yeah, well, now it's getting on with it. Yeah, now it yeah. is. I I don't I don't uh, feel like those moments were a waste of time or anything. They were fun. It's all been fun, but I am glad that there's you know. It feels it feels like things are hotting up, heating up mm-hmm. a lot. I quite like that. Good, I'm glad. So I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for ready. for what's to come. I think. So, um, one big thing that is kind of tied up, I guess you could say, um, is Rousseau's storyline. Um, when oh. Ben's lying on the floor, she, he says, "This is your mother." So Alex. Um, and they reunite, they reunite, and the first thing they do is they literally tie Ben up. <laughs> Help me tie him up it's together. Yeah, even Carl's there. Like, oh well, like this is this is um, this is my girlfriend's mum. Cool. I, ju- I just met my mother-in-law. Yeah, exactly. It's so funny. Um, uh, also, Rousseau, just solid. Yeah, it's You're funny to think Rousseau, from man. that from that little cameo all that time ago. Yeah. To, to where she is now. Yeah. Basically part of our group. She's so thankful to them as well because she would not have probably... She would still be going about her business in the jungle, setting up traps for randomers if Jack and Co hadn't arrived. And oh. now she's been reunited with her daughter. She's a little son-in-law to boot. Yeah. Nice. Uh, also, Jack gives her the honour of, of turning off her call, her mayday distress signal in the radio tower, which must be quite a sad experience knowing that that 16 years ago when you were in there, that, that would just be for nothing. Number watch. Number watch. That was an early one, wasn't it? Do, 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 do. Number watch. It's the season three finale version of Number watch. Amazing. This episode aired on May the 23rd, 2007. Wow. That- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You didn't expect that one. No, Straight in there, did you? Uh, the logo for the looking glass shows an analog clock reading 8.15, baby. Or apparently three. F- oh, yeah. Or 3.40, the way you're looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> but let's brush over that. Number watch. Jack saves a 42-year-old woman and her 8-year-old from the car crash in the flash forward. Big old number watch. Jack had eight stitches in his forehead. And there are 60 numbers on the numerical keypad in the looking glass. And some one last one, which I did after a bit of research. Malcolm David Kelly, who plays Walt, he was 15 when he filmed his scene in this episode. Whoa, that's, yeah. that's a good one. That's a good one. I thought... Oh, and there's there's also, you know, Kate's car license is 4QK. You know, it's got four in it. I think it's cheating a little bit, though, isn't it? 
what is it? K four. It's four Q K D six nine five. There's one in there, I guess. It's four. Yeah, Jack has one as well, but there's no number watches in it. But apparently, it's the same license plate that you'll see on cars featured in the films, The Forty Year Old Virgin, and The Italian Job. Wow, weird, weird. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> Bet you didn't think we'd be talking about 40-Year-Old Virgin in the season three finale uh, recap episode, did you? No. So, yeah, there's that. Um, I was just about to say something, and now I can't remember. Thanks, oh, Jacob. great. Come on, remember. Um, We're talking about Rousseau being in a radio tower after 16 years. Oh, yeah, just, that's a long time. It's a long time. Was it about that? No. Okay. It was about something in the number watch, but I can't remember. It doesn't matter. That's great podcasting material. Well, if it comes back to you... I will, at some do, stage. Please do, uh, you know... Thank you. ...divulge, because it'll just make the podcast better. Um, <laughs> midway through this episode, we get a close-up of an eye, and boom, John Locke is back, uh, but not in a good way. He's lying in that mass uh, pit of skeletons, and he's contemplating suicide. Get up, John Locke. And then boom, whispers, and walk. Walk. He enters. And he says, you've worked to do. And Locke kind of, there's not a smile, but it's a, okay, cool. Oh, it's a nodding yes. It's, it's a, a, it's a, it's a, yeah. I'm it's, still the chosen one. It's a, if you must. Go on then. So, oh. Don't mind if I do. Everyone thinks Jack's Moses. Uh, 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 looky here. Also, this is going to freak Ben out. <laughs> this is going to, yeah, he is not going to like this. I mean, he still doesn't look like he's in a good way. Because he's like, he, when, when Jack makes the call and the phone's ringing or whatever, he's, he shows up with a gun and he's like staggering, holding onto his side. Oh yeah, it's not in a good way. But no. as we know, the island heals quickly. Well, exactly. And it has a particular... I thought, so when Locke gets up at this point mm. and he kind of like, he struggles with his leg, doesn't he? Yeah, bit? he does, yeah. And I was like, fuck, he's going to be legless again. Not like that, but you know what I mean. He's, well, he's, gonna gonna, be, he's not going to be able to walk. Yeah, he'll be paralysed from the waist down again. And I was yeah. like, wow, that's going to be huge. And it's going to be, it's going to have to tell everyone. Yeah. Because no, who knows? Uh, so Sawyer knows. Sawyer now knows, yeah. Ben, obviously. And I'm assuming Juliet. Juliet should tell Jack if she knew. Juliet, Juliet has so much dirt on everyone. Yeah, that's what I, I forget. It's like in that episode where she just laid out that she knew who, like, Sawyer and Saeed are both, like, killed people or yeah, something. Yeah, well, they did. She does know so much, doesn't she? She's got so much waiting. <laughs> like, it, like, if anyone crosses her. She's such a powerful character right this now. The only thing yet, though, is she has no interest in doing that shit. Like, she's just so good. She's so good. Okay, what did she accomplish when she went back to the island with the boys? I think she wanted to, um, to save the lads just for... I think she mentions karma. Mm. I think she feels like she's got to do some something good. Something good. Yeah. Which is just like Juliet. She's so noble. Also, I, I guess win the respect of the uh, others. As yeah, in, yeah, not yeah. the others, but, you know, our... Absolutely. Like, our like Sawyer and Saeed now are, like, fully on board. Yeah. Hurley, too. And um, Jin, I guess she had some making up to do with Jin because she took Sun away in the night and all that. Yeah. You know? Um, I think Sun is pr- is convinced, though. I think... Maybe the only one who's not is Kate. Yeah, Kate's just jelly, though. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Even that look of her looking back at Jack and Juliet kissing is so bait. It's like, come on. Oh. Anyway. I don't, I don't need it. You don't need it. 
But I'll tell you who's not going to be involved in a love uh, little love triangle in this season, in this series. Naomi. <laughs> now, <laughs> Naomi gets a little knife in the back. Lock straight up kills. Now, come on. Lock has shown evidence in the past of not being able to kill. He did like throw Miguel into a sonic fence. Sure. But he couldn't kill his daddy. Couldn't kill his daddy. And he had more reason to kill his daddy than anyone. His daddy had a hold over him. Naomi, though, is standing in the way of... I mean, this is the thing. Even if there's any doubt of Ben lying or Ben telling the truth, Locke saying, you're not supposed to do this. This is wrong. Don't make the call. It's proof, right, that they really shouldn't make that call. Yeah. Cool. At this stage, we obviously know that the boat isn't Penelope Widmore's boat. Yeah. Not Penny's boat. Ooh. So it's quite scary when that phone's ringing and Jack's calling and Ben says, you know, making you, that call is the beginning of the end. You kind of know the whole time. when he, The moment he says that sentence, you're just like, you know, he's right. It's funny because it is, it's supposed to be so... Like, huzzah, they've, you know, they've made the phone call. They're going to get off the island. You know, that's how everyone there is feeling. Yeah. And everyone is so happy. And then, yeah, it's glorious. But the whole time you're watching, you, I never had that feeling in my head. Okay, well, take away the fact that we know about the future. Jack is depressed and wants to get back to your island. Take away the fact that it's not Penelope Widmore's boat and just watch those scenes in isolation. It would be very different. I don't know. It would. No, I really don't. I think the watching the Jack flashback makes me feel better about that phone call, knowing that's a flash forward. Sorry, because at least then you know, like he survives and Kate survives, and they make it back home. Oh, two of them, great. Yeah, but you know they do, and that it's not. You know, if they do, then chances are a lot of the the other guys. But do. he's ravaged with guilt over something. Yeah, but. You still, I was, that still fills me more with hope than, I don't know, like watching those scenes on their own, the way it was, it's still, when Ben says it, I believed him straight away. I don't know why. There's some, there's something, I think, I mean, A, Michael Emerson's fucking great at this because you, you just buy it, mm. you know. Even though he lies all the time, you buy that because he just says it with such... Mm urgency and such like oof, this is the one time I actually believe you the one time like there's something about it where it's, it's different to any other line he's delivered it's Ben though <laughs> yeah but it's it's different no, I you agree know, with you, you I agree know with it's you. different I, I know you're trying you. to avoid like spoilers or anything but it is different you know if they if they the people from the boat are nice then season 4 wouldn't have much threat would it so it's that's scared. what I'll say yeah yeah no, it's like... But it, I do, I stand by the fact that I find that scene where they, where Jack gets through and for that moment, he, you know, he thinks he's done it. He's got through and he, they're getting rescued and Son and Claire are having a little hug and they're all just, you know, just enjoy. And Kate has this moment of like, what the hell is going, this is really happening. And Jack is just, for that moment, just really content. Yeah, but I feel like and it's I so love that. tainted. And then it is tainted. But well, it's tainted by the flash forwards following. You know. I feel like it's tainted the whole time before that. I don't know why. I just felt this entire finale that something was up. 
There's something no, more you, is up. But you can be happy for Jack in that moment. I'm not. I'm not because I. I know things are going to be bad. Yeah, like but the, Jack in that moment is... doesn't think that. He thinks that things are going to be good and he feels like he succeeded. And I, I like that. Yeah, I just find it hard. Fair enough, fair enough. Because I, because you just, there is this sense of dread the entire time. Mm. Even, you know, before you learn about the flash forward, you mm. just have that sense like, ah, oh, this is not going to go the way you want it to go. Yeah, certainly. I mean, it was funny when my sister, she, I asked her not to watch the finale without me and she had no idea that this finale was like what it was and she did watch it without me and she had a, literally lost her mind lost. when we, when uh, Charlie wrote Not Penny's Boat on his hand and, she, and then she realised that the people who were coming just weren't nice or who they say they were or whatever. Um, and she, that thought just crippled her. She hated that thought. It's mm. like, the island is under threat. Our island is under threat. From sources, you know, from outside forces. Terrifying. It is quite scary because we don't know It is also who our these island. people are. It's, an, it's another and other source of villainy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's also maybe going to make the others and the survivors one. Yeah, there's there not many. of others left. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when Locke is lying in that pit, by the way, he hears... Um, Whispers, and some people have tried to interpret what, what the whispers were. Um, the interpretations are as follows. <laughs> Help me. Naomi, I don't know that name. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny one. And the last one. I have hell to pay. So good work on whoever did that. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, they also hoped, and I don't know how and in what form, in this finale, to bring back Michael um, alongside Walt. So I don't know if Michael is set to appear as a ghost as well or something, and they're going to say that he was also special. I don't know, but he got he got employed on another TV show and couldn't come back. But is Walt a ghost? Wow, do you think? I don't know. Yeah, no, obviously. Yeah. Good to see Walt though. Yeah, is he dead then? Well, last we know, they just left, didn't they? I feel like they're dead. Daddy, daddy, dead, dead, dead. Yeah, I think Walt's dead. Should we talk about Charlie and Desmond? Okay. Charlie seems to have a sense of confidence knowing that he's probably going to die. Because when he's like freak when he's freaking out Bonnie and Greta, by the way. That's <laughs> their names. <laughs> Not blonde and brunette lady. Oh, they are. No, Bonnie and Greta. Um he's like going on about how He's going to flip the switch after the room floods. And she's like, yeah, okay, cool. But if it floods, what's going to happen to you? And he's like, yeah, I die. But, you know, it's cool. I'm here to turn off your jamming equipment. In there, next to the flashing yellow light. How do you know about that? I know, because I know. Whatever you ladies do to me, I'm going to turn it off. You are, huh? Most definitely am. So what's the code? What? Oh, Charlie, if you're going to turn off the jamming equipment, you're going to need the code. Then only three people know it. Me, her, and Ben. Well, guess I won't need the code, since this entire station is going to be flooded anyway. I just turn off your little jammer, and the helicopters come and rescue all my friends. But if this station floods, 
What happens to you? I die. And they're like quite thrown by him. Yeah. Quite um, rightly. Especially because he knows things that he really shouldn't know uh, based on someone who's had a vision of it. Which is crazy when you think about it. Charlie must think, this is quite a weird situation. Yeah, he plays up to it though. He's great. He's he, great He's great in this episode. Yeah, he is good in this episode because he's, he's not the one in the powerful position but he kind of is in a weird way mm. or at least he thinks he is. So he acts in this kind of like bullshy way where he's like... You know, well, I think he is as long as he's ha- as long as he knows and is content with the fact that he's going to die. Yeah, but he doesn't bulk, and this is what I love about this scene. It's like he makes he's so brave and so noble. Like the death obviously is a noble death, but he could just have bowled it at the last minute. He could have swam out of that porthole. He could have <laughs> yeah. not. Have okay, been... he could have swam out, Jacob. Yeah. He could have just and then just told Desmond. It's not Penny's boat. Let's go. But he has to die for Claire and Aaron to get off the island. Uh, That's yeah. what he's working under the, you know, the assumption of, right? I know, but at the same time, which is so sad, and like when everyone's like, eh, everyone's alive back on the beach, and she's like, "What about Charlie?" I feel like this is, you know, it's like Jack and Titanic when everyone's just like, "He could have fit her on there." And this is like, he could have just swam out. No, but Jack, how, you're not hearing what I'm saying. I hear what you're saying, and I know... He can't have swam out. He had to die. <sighs> like, in his mind at that time. I know, in his mind. Anyway, the news of uh, Charlie's death was um, broken to Dominic Monaghan. Hello, Dom. Hello, Dom. Uh, two episodes beforehand, um, and he felt relief. Relief? Yeah. Did he just want to get out of there? I think he just was like, had it hanging over him. I mean, fair. The whole season, he'd been his death had been hinted at, you know. Yeah. Um, and they gave him a gift uh, of a of a canoe paddle that that were made by the cast and crew. Now you're telling me that that wasn't Terry O'Quinn's idea. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it was, but that is Tezer all over it, isn't it? <laughs> that is that is a a, <laughs> a Terry original. That is a Terry original. That <laughs> an O'Quinn original, mate. Um. So there's some some fun things that we can take away from this scene is um, we learn about like the kind of like inner sanctum of the others and Bonnie and Greta have been like instructed to um, be on radio silence in the looking glass station because Ben has told everyone, everyone that it's been flooded. So if they're to break radio silence, it breaks a lot of trust in what Ben said. Um, but they are so loyal to him and to Jacob. Why are people so loyal to Ben and to Jacob? Like it's just it's really funny like this idea of Jacob who whom they've never met. And then Ben instructing Miguel to kill them is just really kind of tragic for them. Yeah, I feel like there must have been some show at some stage that Jacob's done something huge, you know, he's like predicted something or mm. you know given a re- given a reason for people to believe in him whether he's real or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's got to be something that him or Ben has done through him, you know, for everyone to believe him. Mm. I imagine, hopefully, there's, like, an episode where we learn how he won everyone over. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's... God, it's a lot to go on, a lot to <laughs> talk about. Um, 
But I just love my name is getting mentioned in this show quite a lot. It is. Jacob's a big player yeah, now. And get, getting mentioned a lot. Um, we cut up to Desmond, who's a bit knocked out in the, in the, um, in the canoe. Um, and in the worst bout of timing, uh, he sits up as Miguel starts shooting. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he dives in, doesn't he? He dives in. And I can't help but feel that Charlie's note that he wrote throughout Greatest Hits is now just a sopping piece of mess yep. in his pocket. It's gone somewhere. It's gone, or it's just stuck in there, you know, really, really, just just in tatters. Claire will be just be the doing... Ink everywhere. You know, oh, can I... Oh, I'm cold, can I have a shirt? And Desmond will give over, and then suddenly <laughs> she'll be like, oh, what's this bit of paper in the pocket? Desmond will have to be like, oh, The just... thought of Desmond having to break the news, man. Oh, that she's... That he's dead. Charlie's dead, everyone. <laughs> Charlie's dead brother. <laughs> <laughs> So when he dives in, he he has the best line when he resurfaces, doesn't he? Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> no, what does he say? He goes, he sees Charlie, looks up, and it, it, firstly, it's not flooded. <laughs> Bold of him to swim down. Secondly, he looks around, it's just this weird, like, room, and he sees Charlie tied up. He goes, Charlie, bloody hell! <laughs> <laughs> and then runs and hides in a very quick way in, um, in, like, a locker. Very, very quick and silent. And... Mate, if only he, they'd he'd let Charlie and Co kill Miguel. All mm. those episodes ago, do you remember when Charlie was really gunning for Miguel in the um, you know, when they find Naomi? And who knew Miguel would be the one to kill him? How boy Miguel killing Charlie? We also see him eye patchless. We do, and it's gross. Big episode. Big <laughs> episode. Andrew Divoff is a machine. He plays uh, Miguel. He's an absolute machine, isn't he? Yeah. I wouldn't want to cross. I wouldn't want to cross him. I would not want to cross him. He's he is a, like Terminator. He, I mean, he gets a harpoon f- f- rifle to the chest, and he's he's gone, and he's just outside, like, Loo, just me. <laughs> what are you doing? Here I am with my grenade. He's also he's like smiling. He's just nuts, isn't he? He's a nutter. He's, he's a nutter. crazy. He is cray, cray, cray. Um, so. T- <laughs> Before Bonnie dies, <laughs> who's the blonde one? Okay. So you know. Um, Tracy Middendorf plays her. Bonnie, Bonnie. Before Bonnie dies, um, Charlie convinces her to give up the code to, acti- to activate, deactivate the block. Pet Shop Boy, isn't it? Yeah, and she says it's programmed by a musician. I thought that the code was going to be 4, 8, 15, 16. Oh, you did, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was a... Gotta keep those gonna be vibrations Gotta keep which makes no sense. Well no, it makes it make it makes sense that that's the code, sure. It was programmed by a musician. Charlie is also a musician. Was it his fate? Who knows? Ooh. Secondly, it what is ridiculous is that Charlie I mean there's a lot of bits to that song. <laughs> so why wasn't it the Ah love the colourful clothes she wears? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's the da, 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 and he knows that. Yeah. Impressive. Impressive. And it's like first first try. Oh nails it. Done. Very good. So then we get a little message that's been coming through. From Penny. From Penny. Who you made an observation about. Did I? Yeah. What did I say? You said about the background where she sat. Oh, yeah, the background's funny. 
It looks like she's <laughs> she's like hello, hello, <laughs> and you're like you're just laughing along. Yeah, I'm on the edge of my seat after, and I gotta say I've seen this episode probably more than like 28 times in eight. But yeah, continue. She looks like she's in like uh, she looks like she's M in James <laughs> Bond, and the background's like a fake. Bond? Do you know what I mean? It does no, look do. like one of those, like all the fake bookcases in the background <laughs> and stuff. It looks like it, she's like M or Q or someone. And she's just like, have you seen Desmond? <laughs> <laughs> but she would, she, she would make a great M. She would make a good M. Penny would make a great M. Sonia Walga would make a good M. Um, <laughs> that's really funny. Uh, oh. It laugh. looks very green screen, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, I can hear. Who are you speaking to? Charlie. Uh, uh, Charlie Pace, I, I'm a survivor of flight 815, Oceanic, flight 815. Uh, where are you? We're on an island. We're alive. I don't know. Who's this? This is Penelope. Penelope's with me. How did you get this frequency? Desmond! Desmond! Did you just say Desmond? Yeah. He's here. He's with me. Is he okay? He's brilliant. Hey, are you on the boat? What boat? Your boat. 80 miles offshore. Uh, Naomi. The is. But is she is she English? Yeah, 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 she is, yeah. Alright, she it is it sounds like someone pretending to be English when she uh, speaks. Do you know what I mean? I feel like we feel that about everyone on this show, whether they're Australian or English or whatever. But they're at, then we look them up and then know they're actually from Yeah, but she does amp it up though. Like we we can tell English. She's posh. She's super posh. Lobsters on the pier. <laughs> Lobsters on the pier. Ah! Oh. Whenever I'm feeling sad, and Seth, my girlfriend, doesn't say, "Why don't we just go have lobsters on the pier?" I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed. Oh. Lobbies on the pier. <laughs> um. <laughs> so Charlie, I don't even really know how to pad this out more. Charlie sees uh, Desmond. That Desmond's heard that it's Penny, and he's running, and he realizes what he has to do. But before that, he says that the boat's here. Naomi's here. She says, who's Naomi? Boom. Penny. Drop. Nice. Cool. We can finish the podcast now. Yeah. yeah. Not uh, Penny's boat. He writes it on And then he hands. writes it in what is probably one of the most iconic shots from the whole show. Yeah. And um, it it's just a moment where, and I won't dwell on this for long, but it's a moment where the music kind of cuts out and we get a little jerky you know, piano going. And Charlie just stands there after the door's shut. And he's just trying to take stock of what's about to happen to him. And he stands there and the water's gushing in around him. And then he's like, shit, I need to, I need to let him know. So the last, literally the last act that he does is not Penny's boat. And then he just does the sign of the cross. It's a really well done death scene. Yeah, it's a heroic death scene. It's, it is probably up there as one of the most, of the best death scenes in Lost, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's big. I, feel, it's I really well. do feel sad for Charlie because he, he has had a redeeming arc. I know I was quite harsh on Charlie. We both were. In but... seasons one and two, mainly season one, 
But you know, he's actually he did come round quite a lot. He matured a lot. You know, he had a bit of. A, he was dealt some rough cards, you know, in life. Yeah, he was dealt some rough writing, mm. and it was you know, it, uh, there's like a in greatest hits when there's the thing when he's got it, what what's it on his fingers? Oh, uh, what? F- oh, fate and late. Yeah, when in he's the got f- the oh the ring. No, no, no the the like. Plasters. Bandages. Yeah, the bandages. Oh, yeah, that's from the... F- yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, like stuff like that, you think like, oh, God, Charlie was so cringe. Oh, but mate, 13-year-old me loved that. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. It's so cringe. 13-year-old you. Ooh. And then... I was a cool guy. But now, you know, he does have this redeeming, like, actual grown-up character arc. And you've got to respect it. I think porn out for Charlie. To Charlie. My glass is already empty. Charlie Pace. <laughs> and you Charlie are not Pace. pacing yourself. Mm. So that's... That wraps up Charlie. Um, but his, pre- his, his, his presence... I don't know. His absence isn't such a big part of what it would have been if Lost has continued in the same vein, if you see what I mean. Yeah. So going forward, it does feel like the show is now. It, it is very much there is no place for Charlie. Um, that's good, I guess. Which is good. Yeah, he went at the right time. Went at the right, right, right time. Um, should we talk about the flash forwards? <laughs> Shall we talk about the flash forwards, Jacob? Um, so yeah, do you like you like them? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've for so long I've been trying to make out to you like ah oh, there is another big part of Jack's past that we've not dealt with Jack's past thinking that you'd watch this and or Jack's future yeah exactly so yeah that was very misleading of you because I was thinking of you saying that when this happened did it work yeah that fooled me that's unfair <laughs> so that's good. that's cheating so this whole thing was conceived by Damon Lindelof and JJ Abrams back when the show was created that you know one day they would run out of flashbacks interesting flashbacks that they did and they would have <laughs> yeah. to um bailing says hi <laughs> what you see bad flashbacks you say when <laughs> Bay, no no <laughs> um so <laughs> how, what would you be like if it was he was in the f- future and, and it was in thailand and bailing he just shacked up with bailing oh god or married happily ever yeah after. exactly <laughs> Oh, God. Conceived. Uh, and he's got, like, a tattoo of, like, Locke's face on his arm. <laughs> <laughs> That's who he's trying to call the whole time. You won't pick up my call. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> the violin walks out of the car. <laughs> Someone needs to do a, mo- a, a match. <laughs> or bailing, flying a kite. Just <laughs> outside the airport. Jack, stop trying to call me. <laughs> Oh god, that is great. <laughs> um, so when they kind of navigated the end, like I've mentioned to you before, they had yeah. a certain number of episodes left. They knew that now was the time to drop the flash forward. So it very much has been this is the boom, dropping this bombshell, and now the show we are hurtling towards a finish, which is completely um you know, summed up by the fact that Ben says making that call is the beginning of the end. And what's the name of, epi- of season four premiere? Beginning of the end. Correct. Oh. So, um, it was given a code name. 
the, well, the final, scene. final, final scene. And only a handful of people knew it. Linda Lofton Keith, Matthew Fox and Evangeline Lilly, director Jack Bender and the co-executive producer whose name is Gene Higgins. Um, it was called The Rattlesnake in the Mailbox. Okay. Is that and because it's going to get everything worked up? Absolutely. But there was a leak before the episode went out. Oh, It was spoiled. Was it? Yeah. So much so did Disney, who obviously fund ABC, yeah. launched a investigation into it. And Damon Lindelof went on radio silence after the episode. You know, they have like post-episode breakdowns and stuff. They refused to speak to the press about They just didn't do anything. Until Comic-Con, um, a few months later, uh, when they came out of the woodwork and, and kind of mentioned a few things about season four and stuff. Um, but it was like, really controversial um, that some fan spoiled it. Lost Fan 108. Did they ever find it? No, I don't think they did. Um, find out what find them? Uh. I don't know, but um, we don't want them on this podcast. How did they find out? I I I want to speak. I want to know how that person found that out. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Do you think it was JJ trying to ruin it because he was annoyed <laughs> that he wasn't let in in that small group of people? He was let in, but he didn't want to be. Speaking of JJ, God, let's do it. Talk uh, about it. Yeah, I'm just so excited. Talk about it. Go. Uh, this is I, huge. I'm going to D23 later this week. Boop, 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 boop. And there I shall be speaking to the entire cast of Star Wars plus director J.J. Abrams. Fantastic. We've only got 10 minutes with him. It's not for Lost Boys. It is for a different piece for a different publication. So unfortunately, I well, I'm going to try and get in a Lost question. What you should do, because he'll be really happy to talk about it, just... Say, are there any, any, uh, no Dominic Monaghan's in The Rise of Skywalker? Can we expect any other a lot lost alumni in Star Wars? Nice. I Ask like that. that question. And because in um, Force Awakens has a new character you will meet in season four. Does it? Yes. And then I can see that leads nicely on to me telling you about this podcast. Just mention, just mention it. Yeah, please do. Please I'm 100% going to mention the podcast. Oh, dude, if he listens. He just definitely doesn't <laughs> listen. If he did, though. JJ does not have time for this. JJ is, you know, he's way too big for us. He had time to uh, apologise for <laughs> the Evangeline Lily story. It's that true, we, he did. We, uh, yeah, anyway. I mean, I don't really want to bring that up because mm. in case he goes, you're the punks who did that. <laughs> no, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. I met him once and he was, I mentioned Lost and he was so happy to talk about it. That's cool. I said Lost is one of the great, it is the greatest TV show I've ever seen. He went, he went, um, you don't watch much TV, do you? <laughs> <laughs> he said, um, Jacob, you're a very kind man. Oh, yeah. A kind man. Uh, Little yeah. does he know. Maybe we could try and get a Lost Boys podcast episode with him when he comes to London. Maybe. Anyway, back to the flash forward. David Lindelof and Picard Cues had little voice cameos. In the whispers? Or in the people over the radio? Lindelof voiced the captain. I apologise for turbulence on the first flash forward when Jack's on the plane. Oh. Um, and Carl Cues uh, voiced um, an off-screen news reporter on Action 8 News. Oh, wow. We missed that at number watch. Number watch. Uh, describing the car crash scene. So, yeah, let's, d- let's dive into this. There are, there are clues there, obviously, along the way. Um... Someone refers to Jack as the hero twice over. Someone says he's the man from the TV, which you could take to mean he means the car crash that Jack, you know, ends up saving the woman and the child from. 
But the reason they crash is because they see him about to jump off a bridge. Yeah. Um, and the funeral party that he goes to is called Hoff's Drawler, and it's an anagram for Flash Forward. So there are clues there. That anagram is not really a clue. That's just... That's like way beyond anyone. <laughs> the phone he's using as well um, wasn't made before the crash. So if you're in, up in your technology, well, you would have called. I should have had that. You would have called bullshit. I on that. should have been there with 2004 tech. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's got a beard. He's on pills uh, that he's running out of quickly. He's trying to prescribe them himself, even though he's claiming that his dad is prescribing them for him. I mean, that throws you off the scent a little bit, saying, my dad's upstairs, and if he's drunker than I am, you know. that Did that throw you off a little yeah, bit? Yeah, because his dad's, well, in the flash forward, would be dead. Or would he? <laughs> what do you mean, or would he? He's dead. <laughs> or would he? Shut up, Jason. Um, and uh, he's, uh, the, the thing that's most shocking for me is he's, con- he's contemplating suicide. Now, the ironies of all of this is that Jack is a leader on the island and, and Locke is the one contemplating suicide. And in the future, Jack is... Like, it's literally like the role... The, 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 through the looking glass, you know? Which yeah. is an, an Alice in Wonderland reference, which we didn't mention before, but we shall mention now. a lot of Alice in Wonderland references. Know, we've had White Rabbit with Jack. We've had Now Through the Looking Glass... But, like, it is a mirror opposite of the Jack Shepard that we know. Yeah. And it all happens, it seems, because he made that call. That big climactic call. So you must be wondering where the hell we're going from here. Yeah, of course I am. I mean, I still have... When we were watching the flash forwards, it was funny because I think I said something in... While he was on the plane. Mm. And I... You laughed because you were like, oh, you're close. I wasn't close. It was different. But <laughs> yeah, you came up with some crazy thing. Well, I just say? thought, I thought, because obviously I thought it was a flashback initially. And so I thought he was on an oceanic flight because he'd been given like, because he, they, oceanic. In my head, I immediately <laughs> went, which I know sounds like a jump, but this is what went through my head. I was like, oh, Oceanic or a Dharma company who are running this, who are playing games with Jack, who obviously have been sizing up Jack from the beginning and have seen him read depressed with a beard back here, <laughs> back in the past, and sort of thought we need to get him on this island to play these games with him. And this is all just a big game that they're playing. That was what flashed through my head. Christ alive. Very quickly. Yeah. And I went, oh, close. <laughs> Thinking, whoa, he's off the mark here. This is great. This is great. This is great. Punk. I want one of those passes he's got where he can just fly to anywhere in the world for free. Yeah, so he's uh, he's obviously just got free flights everywhere. Everywhere. Isn't it dark, though, that he's, like, praying that it crashes? That's weird. It's dark. Um, this, um, yeah, yeah, so all, all this stuff happens. Um, if anyone wants to go to that bridge where Jack uh, thinks of jumping off, you can't. It got demolished 2016. Just don't bother. If you want to do a lost tour, you can't. That is quite a dark place to go to yeah. for a tour, isn't it? Imagine you stand up on it smiling and like, no. <laughs> that, was, that was, yeah, sure. The other thing that makes you think that it could be in the past is when he is in the hospital 
moment, Sarah comes in. Julie, the lovely Julie Bowen, who is lovely. And she um, is pregnant. Yeah. She's got bangs. Yep. But she's also still Jack's emergency contact. Weird. Um, thought of it, though. He he has he even says to the new doctor, who is who is you know dealing with Jack really well considering Jack's losing the plot. So are you talking about the new doctor who's in charge, the bald guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Who takes over the patients and stuff, and Jack's yeah. like really possessive, um, and the one who kind of clock, clocks on to the fact that Jack's probably the one that caused the crash because she was distracted by someone who was about to jump off the bridge. Um, Jack says to him. Do you have any idea what I've been through? So when you think about all that Jack has been through, and then he's just walking around this hospital, and people are talking to him like he's not been on an island where there have been smoke monsters, and then he's been made to operate on some guy and held captive, and there's a hatch that he had to press his button every 100 minutes, or the world was going to end. Yeah. You know? He's like big. a weird celebrity now, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Even the guy is like, give this guy what he wants <laughs> in the uh, in the in the pharmacy. Yeah, I mean, you do think it's because of the crash and that he saved that person. And you stuff. do. <sighs> I mean, yeah. are you wondering what the hell is like? Do you want to like kind of revisit this Jack, this timeline? Yeah, I'm interested in this Jack. Obviously, I well, feel like I mean, there are lots of questions you, ever I have from these scenes. You know. Well, should who's, we run through them? You well, go. Well, who, who's dead? Okay, so the reason why he wants to die is because he's read... He, he's off the iron, but he also has read a news story about someone that's died. Yeah. Now, this sparks him on a spiral. He, he keeps trying to call someone who we don't know, who it's later revealed to be Kate, um, because he's so disturbed by the, the news that he literally wants to die. Who could it be? I would say that if I had to make a bold prediction mm. that it was John Locke. Okay. That would be it. Okay. I don't Reasons? know. What I, no. I don't know. That was my immediate thought was that it was him because I don't know. Okay. I feel like he's integrally linked with the island and he's the only person who we know at the moment who is so close to Jack mm. and has perhaps gone, you know, seen something and knows something that maybe would have stopped, like Jack wishes he had listened to him at some stage. Well, Jack does say at the end, um, we were not supposed to leave. You know? Yeah. We were not supposed to leave. I'm sick of lying. So look, the questions are piling up here. Who's in the coffin? No one goes to the funeral, you know? Yeah. Really sad. Um, friend or family? Neither. It's, it's sad. Like, you know, whoever this is, it's sad. Um, but they've sent Jack on this spiral of just recklessly driving, listening to Nirvana, <laughs> popping pills, thinking of killing himself, and obsessively calling Kate, who, you know, isn't answering his phone calls. She's with someone. So here's the other question. He'll be wondering where I am. She's got to get back because an unknown male will be wondering where she is. Who's that? Okay, I mean, initially, of course, you think it's Sawyer. Mm-hmm. But it can't be Sawyer. 
There's no way that's Sawyer. Why? That feels too obvious. Okay. I feel like... Uh, I feel like it's someone on the raft. On the boat out there. Someone new. Uh, okay. Okay. Someone on not Penny's boat. Okay. Someone on recording that not Penny's boat. Yeah. That is boat, not Penny's boat. <laughs> um, okay, interesting, 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 interesting. Yeah, I don't know why, I just have, I don't know, there's an inkling there. An inkling? Okay, interesting, no, but these are all good questions to ask. Um, it can't be sorry, that'd be too obvious. <laughs> <laughs> she can't believe that, that, that Jack suggests that she would go to the funeral of this person. Why would I go to the funeral? You know? Oh, unless it's Sawyer's funeral. <sighs> He's thinking all about the place oh, now. Oh, unless aren't you? it is him, then they would be. Then that would make sense. Then he's like, he's Jack's rival. He doesn't really have any friends or family, does he? Because, because I don't know. Because his parents are dead anyway. Mm. Oh, if it's our boy Sawyer, I'm gonna be so upset. Well, look. You know what? I actually think Sawyer might be my favorite character. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah, I know. He's a great character. He's an amazing character. Josh Holloway has... Uh, uh, he, that performance ages like a fine whiskey. <laughs> like a fine double oak. He's just come whiskey. so far. He has, man. He only gets better, too. Oh. Um, funny story. When I first watched this episode, I was so desperate to find out who Jack was trying to call in the past. <laughs> Um, that when Kate walked out of the shadows, I thought, how the hell would they not have remembered each other on the island? <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't until she said, still burning people out of burning wreckage, huh? I thought, hold on, this is the future. <laughs> this is the future. And my little world changed. You know what? Yeah. I actually kind of thought the same thing initially. Did you? I didn't think, how did they not remember each other? Mm. I thought, fuck, something really bad's going to happen for them to pretend that they don't know each other <laughs> for three seasons. Um, and also it would have helped explain why they fell in love. But anyway, it's uh, that that only went through my head for about a millisecond. Yeah, and then... <laughs> I love it. It really suckered you, didn't it? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I mean, this is like... This is such a banging episode of television. It's just so good. And obviously I wanted to immediately watch the next one. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. No, we, we've got news about, about about our timeline for the next one. I just think that the scope, I think it it's just huge and unreal. Um, and it's only something that this show could have done at this stage. Blows the bloody doors off. I think the likes, you know, of a twist like this will never be seen again. This big, the magnitude of it, will never be seen again, never happen again. There'll be twists that are good. There'll be twists that are maybe as good. But I think for this show, to drop this at this stage, you know, just something that changes the fabric of the show in such a drastic way. I mean, it literally has just thrown everything in the air and you don't know where it's going to fall down. But you know that whatever it is, whatever it is going to fall down as it's going to be really concise because you've only got a certain number of episodes left. So it's it's just, for me, it really is the greatest twist in TV history, the greatest twist in in film history. It is just the best. I honestly don't think a twist will ever be as effective 
mm. in the history of the medium of watching things on screens. I think there's such a huge show to blow up because it's like a subtle change to the format, isn't it? It's like, well, it's a, it's always huge because it's the same format, but it's just like flash forward mm. instead of flashback. Mm. Somehow that little, what on paper is like a little change. Yeah. It's just going, Kate's a, Kate appears. Mm. And then suddenly your mind is blown. But knowing that they were working towards this, I think Carlton and Damon started thinking, how can we drop this in from the end of season one? And they obviously, the back of their minds all along were thinking, this obviously has to be mind-meltingly huge when it happens. And I think what, yeah, it's what you say, but I think what helps is like the scope of it. Like Like what this means for the other characters and for Jack and for what's going on in the episode this at the time. This is what time. I mean, like, like such a, it's, it seems like a, but it's so huge and yeah. fundamental to the show yeah, yeah, yeah. and where it's going. It's the first time where you've suddenly gone like, they actually get off the island. Like that's going to happen yeah. at some stage. Mm. That in itself is huge. That's mm-hmm. so huge that like, you know, you've been, we've been thinking about like, you know, four-toed, big, like, <laughs> sculptures and all this weird shit that's going on. Drink. Four-toed sculptures was the next was one. Was that it? <laughs> four-toed sculptures was, the, was what I'd written down. Definitely written down that. You know, there was stuff like that, which is just huge. And then suddenly this, this thing, it just, it does, it just changes everything. It changes the fabric of where this show, and it makes it feel like, whatever's going to come is going to be, like, freaky. Yeah. Like, it's going to be weird. I imagine that now, like, every flashback or flash forward has that added tinge of, like, is this forward or is this back? Absolutely. You know, you're not going to know. They have so much fun with that. Which is either going to be really annoying or really good. (laughs) They, I I think it's It's a mixture of the two, isn't it? No, I think it's good. (laughs) I'm trying to think. I think... I think there are going to be handful of episodes that you're not, you're not the biggest fan of in season four, but I think you're going to enjoy it on a uh, as a whole. Um, yeah, I I think you'll know by the end of episode one how you're going to feel about the format. Okay, not to give anything away, but I think what's important is that you know from here on out you're going to see things. In different time zones, you've got the past, got the present, got the future. And we're not saying fully goodbye to the past. No. Uh, we're not saying goodbye to the flashbacks. Absolutely not. There are fa- flashbacks in the rest of this show, but they kind of feel merited and earned. Okay, that's There's never an expendable flashback, you know? That's good. I, um, yeah. He says, sounding extremely unconvinced. No, I'm not unconvinced. I'm just, I don't know where it's going. I don't know where it's all going. You know, it's kind of, it's just opened up a lot of dimensions mm. where you think there are, there are like a couple of questions were winding down. You know, a couple of things, I guess, to do with Dharma and the others were slowly but surely tying up a little bit. Mm. And now we're introducing this whole new playing field mm. and... The boat, not Penny's boat. Not Penny's boat. It's a whole other raft of questions. You know, it's it's huge. I feel like that's 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 huge. Mm-hmm. You know, we've made contact. We now have a group of characters 
you know, and an other set of others coming into the show, but ones that we literally have no idea about. At least the others, you know, we had the ties to Dharma. Mm. We had this stuff where it was kind of like, oh, we at least have some background, I guess, or some understanding. Mm. This is, yeah. Exciting times. Yeah. I mean, there are still questions about the others I have, like, where did they come from in the first place? Who is a guy liner and where's he gone? <laughs> Richard Alpert. What I, I, I always say is questions pertaining to the mythology. Um, season four is not your season for that. <laughs> um, I'll say that. But it is not a lot of episodes, you know? Yeah. So I feel like a big thing that we probably might talk about a little bit with the writer's strikes. Mm. Because that, that affected season four quite a lot, I imagine. So, yeah, it affected a lot of TV shows in a very negative way. But for Lost, it just didn't. It, it affected it, actually, in a better way. Um, but surely when they gave the episode count, which you've mentioned mm. twice on this episode already, mm. like, you know, saying we're going to end with season six, they surely they didn't account for season four suddenly be half the number of episodes. I think they had accounted that um, season five and six were maybe going to be shorter seasons, I think. Um, than they ended up being. But I thought they were a bit shorter anyway. They were, but they were going to be even shorter, I think. Okay. Yeah. This seems like, does it, it feels like there might have been a couple of things, I guess if they're not dealing with mythology and stuff, that's that stuff that they could have dealt with mm. a bit more than in that coming season. I don't know. I, I no, mean, it works. I, no idea. <sighs> I can't really say. Do you like season four? Yeah, it's it's probably um, my joint favourite. Joint with? Um, probably season... <sighs> Do you know what? For all of its sins, all of its sins, I think season three is pretty banging. <laughs> Just that final half of it is absolutely staggeringly brilliant. Yeah. I, I, get, I think it's great. Great, great, great in a, in a big way. This season picked up a lot. I mean, those first couple of episodes were really bad. Mm. Like, looking back on it now from, you know, at the time we were joking about that, you know, Boone walking lock around in some weird airport. <laughs> and you it loved being, it, let's not forget. I know, but it's like, like looking back, it's just like, that was bad. That was, that was not, that was... That was good in the way that you kind of like laugh at something and you think like, how is this happening? Yeah. Like that's a like it early wasn't, season. It wasn't that bad. To think that like Echo died in those episodes. Yeah, man. But we like we don't really talk about it. Like, See, like, Mr. Echo died in season three. What's the death count of season three now? We've had Charlie, Echo. <sighs> Nikki and Paolo. Nikki and Paolo. <laughs> Nicky yeah, and bloody power. They really struggled at the beginning of this season, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, it, I, it, it's still good, man. Come on. No, but a lot of people dislike this season, don't they? Uh, the first half of it, yeah. no one dislikes the second half of it. No. No okay. one. No one, no one, no one. Didn't win any Emmys, though, in terms of best drama. Didn't get nominated for best drama. I don't think, for season three. But I feel like, yeah, season three, when you think of like people who've ranked it, mm. I don't know, it does, never seems to rank that highly. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I would say the second half was really good though. Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely banging. Like, and the season the finale was crazy. Like it was incredible. That is the best season finale, I think. Um, but I absolutely have so much time for season four finale as well. Um, yeah, 
How are you feeling about us going into season four? I'm really excited. I think it's now a good time to say that we are going to um, uh, be having a little break. Dun, dun, dun. Um, we want to make season four the best we can possibly do. We don't want to be making anyone wait. Say that every season, don't we? We do, but we are, but we, <laughs> but we never. We only do like a little break, and it only gets better and better anyway. <laughs> this is this has been a big day for me. I I feel like I've not been representing right now because I've been really kind of like living for this moment for for a year. Uh, talking about this episode with you, so I'm sorry if people were like, "This isn't what I expected from that." There's going to be no late late in the day twists here. Well, there might be. You're just very excited that we're talking about this TV show yeah. and in particular this episode because I know you've been very excited. Yeah, man, we watched it together on a on a Saturday night. You know, we we committed and it was a real fun experience watching it. Yeah. Um almost worth like just bl- yeah, it, it it was really good. It was really good. I um we are having a break though. Um, I'm really looking forward to diving in season four with Jack. We're going to stash up some episodes, aren't we? Because we um, we just want to, yeah, me and you li- uh, are leading sporadic lives at the moment. And it's not as easy for us to get together and talk about Lost, um, let alone watch it. So, yeah, we just want to make it good, don't we? Yeah, no, unfortunately, we <laughs> need to make money somehow. Yeah, exactly. I know. I think we, we you know, we never... <laughs> I think we once once upon a time planned on monetizing Lost Boys, didn't we? Ship sailed, didn't it? The ship sailed. Not Penny's boat has sailed on that. It was. It's been too much fun. It would feel like cheating almost. Yeah. I think. May, well, I don't know. I, I say that, and then tomorrow we'll be starting a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> but it has been fun, and it's been. I can't believe we've made it this far. Especially because, you know, the intro to this podcast, which everyone hears every week, mm-hmm. has me almost saying, for fuck's sake, mm-hmm. about going on this journey. And now we've like, we're well over halfway. Maybe the twist will be that we change that opening. May- no. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe. Yeah. It'll just be that opening, but in better quality, maybe. <laughs> um, but you know. we do the whole podcast in that way, <laughs> in, with that in mind, mate. Um are we going to do a little season three wrap episode, Jack? We are going to do a se- little season three wrap episode, Jacob. Where are we going to do that? We're going to do it down the pub. Whoop, whoop. If anyone's made it one hour and 27 minutes wow. into this podcast, wow. then you're more than welcome to come join us down the pub at a date. I don't know when. It'll be on Twitter. Yeah, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just enlist and we'll launch a little Twitter Q&A. We will do an in-person Q&A. An in-person Q&A. And just come along and have a beer and just watch me and Jack yakking about... Uh, about Lost. Yakking about Lost on uh, on, no, s- on no stage. No spoilers, though. Yeah, if you bail out spoilers, then I'll get a bouncer on you. <laughs> Jack dies in the end. <laughs> get a bouncer on him, yeah. Uh, maybe if they meant at the end of this podcast, that'd be very ominous. Oh, fucking hell. I'll be very honest. I don't know why I went there. Sorry. Thanks. I don't know. That was a late twist. You're dooming me, aren't you? Yeah. No, 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 never. Um, I, uh, <laughs> uh, it's been thoroughly enjoyable season three. There have been highs, there have been lows. Um, yeah. There have been tattoos. There have been flash forwards. Who is... There have been <laughs> oh, living on, burials. There have been sonic fences. There's been eye patches. 
there have been it's been mud there's a lot of this to do with Miguel but a lot of this is Miguel it's true there's been uh, there have been cages there have been cages there have been sheriffs in town yes uh, that was kind of more season two but okay no, there was the woman sheriff I was thinking of. The one oh, you mentioned earlier. Oh, yeah. The one you mentioned earlier this podcast. Isabel. Isabel. In the sh- most shocking moment of the whole finale. <laughs> is dead. She's gone. She's gone. Uh, but the whole way through, there have been you listeners. And we want to thank you for that. Yep. Um, and, yeah. There's we... been so much weird shit this season. I was just thinking, sorry. <laughs> I was like, Jesus sticks. Yeah. There's been like there's been fuck there's been loads of stuff. Sweat lodges. Sweat lodges. Glass ballerinas. What the hell? There's been Cindy. 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 We've had a few Cindy shows. We've had a few Cindy shows. Cindy. Wee. Lock's dad. <laughs> there's been Lock's dad. Dead. Gone. We found out he got in a wheelchair. We did. Not Lock's dad, but Lock himself. They're in ultrasounds. There's been weed families. Yes, there were. Jan and Mike (laughs) represent. I think we should leave it with Jan and Mike. I just think we should leave it with them. Where's Scott and Steve been? Where's their episode? Scott's dead. Where's Steve? Flash forward. Steve. Coming right up. Big player. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll see you with Scott's flash forward. No, Steve's flash forward episode. Oh, God, yeah. So, for me... So, who's your hero, Jacob? Hero of the week? Charlie Pace. Of course. Uh, we don't need any justification, just say the names. So, who's your hero of the week? I mean, it, it probably is Charlie, but as I said earlier... <laughs> as I said <laughs> earlier... Giving it away there, aren't you? Perhaps Hurley as well. <laughs> Saeed. <laughs> Giving it away early. Hello. Uh, I mean, Saeed. The legs. The legs, pretty good. The legs. I like the legs. Size legs here as uh, follow follow followers <laughs> up. They get they get a bronze medal after her. Absolutely. No, no, <laughs> they get bronze and silver and then it's Charlie. <laughs> Hurley just misses out, I'm afraid. Oh, okay. And villain of the week, which I feel is actually uh, villain of the week, I'm going to say is Mikhail Bakulin. Yeah. He steals away the bin because everyone's kind of working. Jack thinks he's doing good. Ben thinks he's doing good. I don't really want to talk about Naomi at this stage. Don't push me. Uh, Locke thinks he's doing good. You haven't asked me much about who who Naomi works for. What she's doing there. Who do you think? You did. You did. You didn't ask, so I don't know. Well, let's just coming. wait for the, for the season four premiere. Oh, we're going to wait for season four premiere, are yeah. we? We need to tie it over the listeners in some way, because <laughs> no one's going to tune in. <laughs> if we're just going to disappear. Who's your villain? Uh, my villain is probably Ben. I know we say that every time, but he does order them to kill three main players, including Bernard. But we do kill a lot of the others. It's true. I mean, arguably, Jack's a bit of a villain of the week. <laughs> Jack, <laughs> cut the guy some slack. I cut <laughs> Jack no slack. Do you like that last flash? Uh, flash forward before uh, Kate answers his call. Um, he's got loads of like maps and compasses out. He's trying to find the island, isn't he? Yeah, he wants to know where he is. He needs Isn't that to go amazing? Back. For Jack is just like desperate. 
ravaged by some guilt and desperate to get back to that island that he was so desperate to get off. What happens on the island? What happens? Nothing good. How, what is, what is, how is Jack's fate caught up in this island? What's he lying about? What is he lying about? A story for another season. There's so many questions. Jack, out of five, what would you rate this episode? This is a five-star episode, isn't it? Jack, is, is out this of five, in... what's this show? Out of five, what is this show? It's four. Come on. It's a four. Fair enough. There has been... Do you there... know what that is? That's a number watch. Yeah. That's a late number watch. I mean, there have been... I would... It's definitely got getting towards a five. You know, every time there's an end of season three... You know, and you know, a couple of batch of episodes. I'm just like, oh, this is incredible. But then, for every time there's that, there's also a beginning of season three, <laughs> where it's like, for fuck's sake, I don't think you're going to get any of that from here on out. Okay, I mean, I, I obviously, it's never going to be a five star show until it gets to the end. Mm. Only then will we know. It's like you know, Game of Thrones. Mm. For a long way, that was a five star show. Mm. Overall, that's what it's a three. No, it's a four. It's a four for me because I did really enjoy a lot of it. Mm. And I like... Anyway, this isn't the Game of Thrones podcast, but, you know, they're a bit... They're, like, it didn't... that lo- The last two seasons... We've been bad-mouthing that for a long time. I don't want to buy Game of Thrones. I feel like people only caught on to that being bad at the end, and I'm surprised. Yeah. But with Lost, you know, I've, I've, I've got to wait because I need to know... You know, there's a lot of mixed discussion around the ending... I say mixed. It's nearly all bad. Yeah, no, it's not. If you go looking. If you go look, Okay, you can say the same about Game of Thrones, I'm sure. But, you know, I, I'm I'm going to withdraw... You know, I don't want to make an assessment on the entire show. I can't do that. Do you know what we should do? A little special episode on the 22nd of September. Lost 15th anniversary. 15? Mm-hmm. Number watch. Number watch. Uh, thank the listeners, Jack. Thank everyone. Thank you, listeners. Please, uh, in the interim, if you've made it to one hour and over an hour and a half into this podcast, you get to bear witness to the grand finale, which is me and Jack doing a Rose and Jack, and Jack saying, Live together, die alone, and me punching him in the face. Okay, that can happen in a minute. But before then, you know, during this mid-season break, <laughs> tell your friends, get people listening along if you've oh, enjoyed it. Lagging us. You know, we've we've had a great time, but it would be great to get people listening along mm. because that's fun. It's only funner the more people we listen because we get way more messages, and it's just it's just it it's still stupid that last week this podcast had five thousand plays. That's amazing. And someone messaged saying they would like come up from Manchester to see us um, in the pub, which, which I think is just amazing. I I, I urge you to save your money, but <laughs> if you want if you wanted to come, we'd love to meet you. Like that's the thing. Oh yeah, definitely. We'd it's, love to meet you. It's so it, this is fun and it's fun. And as I say, it's you know the more the merrier because it is just it's a big it's a big laugh and. Everyone who's spoken to us has been so kind. I've never met a Lost Boys fan in person, but that would be that's the goal one day. I was at the uh, a screening, um, and a guy called Jamie said, uh, "I got introduced to him. He went, 'You one of the Lost Boys?'" 
And I said, thank you. That's made my night. Oh, my God. That's actually made my night. That's incredible. So, hello, Jamie. <laughs> hello, um, Jamie. That was, honestly, it made my night. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I want to meet every. I want to meet you all. I want to meet you all. We're gonna we're gonna sort out. Just look to Twitter. Um, Twitter will give you the signs. At you Lost need. Boys Pod. At Lost Boys Pod. Jack's on. At Jack J Shepherd. And I'm on Jacob underscore Stoll. Um, Keep an eye out. We'll be announcing the Pub Podcast. Yeah. We'll be announcing season four return in the interim. Mm. We will be having and starting our Watchmen podcast, which we're very excited for. Mm-hmm. Because, oh boy, do those first two trailers look great. Damon doing his thing. Jacob, you have finished the Watchmen graphic novel. I have indeed. I am slowly but surely making my way through the graphic novel. Mm -hmm. I have watched the Zack Snyder film. Mm -hmm. Which, if you hadn't, we suggested maybe we do Watchmen Boys in a way that you've never seen it and I know it, but I am no way an expert in Watchmen. No, because this is going to be very... It's going to be a different podcast because mm. it's going to be very tri- It's going to be both of us playing the guessing game. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be fun because I'm, you know, whatever Damon puts out, I'm behind. We're picking up. I know, like, it's funny because like, you see people online who go, well, oh, Damon Lindelof, I won't touch it. Yeah. I call them people losers. <laughs> but if you are one of them people, I, I, I mean, I doubt you're listening to this, but if you are, who am I to say you're a loser? It's just some guy with a microphone. <laughs> just don't listen to me, you know. But also, Leftovers is a five-star show. Yeah. That is a five-star show. But Lost show. becomes one. It will become one for you. It is one now, but it will become one for you. Okay. Just give it time. Can I punch you yet? No. Watchmen. Say live together, lie, lie. Oh, I Say live together, die, I try not to make this podcast end. I keep going. You do keep going. I keep just going. Live together, die, lie. No, I don't want to say it. I'm scared Rose will come for me. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a promise. Final promise. Season four. Let's just do it. We're going to get you the Rose interview. Listener, we're going to get L. Scott Caldwell on this podcast. Oh, I even I call bullshit on that. I'm going to try my best. <laughs> it's the last thing I do. I'm going to get L. Scott Caldwell. Season three out. All right, this is... Yeah, sure. We... We're not supposed to leave. Yes, we were. Goodbye, Jack. We have to go back, Kate. We have to go back! <laughs>